Welcome to the Diving Deep AF podcast. I'm Dr. Kaylin O'Hara. And I'm Michael Mersingo. And we are in a committed relationship. She loves me. <laughs> and we will be sharing our journey with you as we experience it ourselves through our thoughts, feelings, epiphanies. And while healing together and as individuals. Along the way, we might be talking about some adult-themed things. Like sex time. And other topics like intimacy, communication, trauma. And healing from said trauma, and so much more. And all within a safe and authentic relationship. Nothing is off limits as we share these experiences with you. So come follow along as our journey unfolds. And buckle up. Okay, now we're going to see how this... I just looked at your you. blanket is now it's like a cake i am well i am thermoregulating i got i got warm enough that i need to expose my arms and so now my core is warm and my arms can kind of like regulate my body temperature you look good don't judge, okay. me. Don't judge okay. me okay i think it was just <laughs> hi everyone welcome to diving deep af this is kaylin and hi, it's Mike. And apparently I'm making her laugh already. And I didn't even do anything this time. I just looked at her. Oh, so welcome to episode two. And uh, we're feeling called to talk about a few things and we'll see what actually comes out. Concepts of being a burden. What it is to give in a relationship and setting boundaries. Take it away, Mike. <laughs> Because the, this whole being a burden thing is directly based upon a conversation that I had with with you mm-hmm. when we were trying to come up with the artwork for this. Mm-hmm. And I had taken a Benadryl, taken a Zyrtec. <laughs> I ate a lot of food. And instead of just like saying, hey, babe, I need to take a nap for like 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I tried to power through everything. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't want to feel like a burden because I didn't want you to be mad at me mm-hmm. because I was falling asleep. Yeah. And then here we are. Here we are. We've been talking about this concept of being a burden, though, um, throughout our extraordinarily long relationship. <laughs> uh, what it is to kind of like withhold withhold from somebody because you don't want to be a burden or not ask for things because you don't want to be a burden. Hold yourself back. Limit yourself. Etc. And that also ties into the giving piece, like how you give in a relationship and then maybe how you hold back in a relationship. Um, that's what I got now. Your turn. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that once again. Um, yeah, I think the biggest thing that what we've spoken about is that we both have talked about how we felt like a burden just Trying existing. to, yeah, just existing and also trying to protect each other. Like, okay, well, hey, I'm tired, but I'm in the middle of this great conversation and we're working on the artwork for this and I don't want to fall asleep because I don't want to be a burden and I don't mm-hmm. want you to like resent me for that and be mad. Mm-hmm. And all I literally had to do is say, babe, I'm tired. Can I have a nap? Did you take a nap? You didn't, did you? No, I didn't. I powered through it. Well, we talked about it then and we said, mm-hmm. hey, the reason why I'm doing this is I don't want to feel like I'm, I'm a burden mm-hmm. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So like when we're cooking in the kitchen and we get into like, babe, do you need help? No, I got it. Mm-hmm. Even though 
you can see me clearly trying to juggle 14 things at once in the kitchen. I feel like you do a great job in there. But today there was what did we, and I'm learning with you to ask for more help instead of just trying to do it myself. Oh, when I, like the chicken was like gonna stay in the pan too long. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, so there's cases now where we've had these conversations though, where I know I'm not being a burden in the first place. I've just been programmed or conditioned. Thank you. I would think I was, I was I've been conditioned to always feel like I was a burden in my past relationships. Mm -hmm. So I would undertake all of these projects and things and just do it all at once or do everything at once and say, Hey, you need to sit down or whatever mm -hmm. else it is. Mm -hmm. And now it's, and, and not asking for help when I clearly need it. Cause again, I don't want to be a burden. feel to ask for help? Okay. So today let's use the cooking example today. Mm -hmm. So we're making these really awesome chicken burger patties, but we're not having them with gluten. By we, he means me. Him. Okay. And I'm and then, cutting up lettuce. <laughs> but that's the thing. I, I asked him like, Hey, why don't you handle the salad stuff? I'll take care of the cooking, the, the, the awesome garlicky umami potatoes. And I'll do the burger patties. And I kind of timed everything out, but it was just like, I need, this is what I need you to do instead of me just doing it. Mm -hmm. And at first, so the previous times where we've cooked or I've peeled potatoes mm -hmm. or put a pound of butter in something. Mm -hmm. These are going to be our running themes. This, yeah. I, I would always just say, you would ask, do, can I help you? No. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Whole time, and I was, I was, that was notorious to say no. I don't need help. Just sit, sit down. I got it. Did you yeah. feel good about that? No, because ugh, yes and no. Yes, because I'm like, okay, I'm not being a burden, but she's asking because she clearly sees you're trying to ask as basically you're trying to say, hey, Mike, I notice you're struggling, but you're doing it in a nice way. Like mm -hmm. I understand that you've bitten off maybe more than you can chew, but there's a lot of things happening at once. Well, and also and like, I want to, yeah, I want, care. so there's yeah. another piece too, is like, I actually want to be in the relationship participating in and I'm not used, the things and I am doing. not used to that yeah. at all. Like, I am not used Just, to somebody coming into the kitchen saying, Hey, can I help you? Yeah. Or would you like some help? Yeah. And then in those situations, so previously, like there, I remember there was a fucking Thanksgiving where I was making this certain mac and cheese it was like a sweet corn mac and cheese i saw mm -hmm. it on food network i've eaten it before mm -hmm. and you basically put like you make your mac and cheese but instead of making the roux you're using cream corn as the roux Heck yeah yeah oh it's delicious mm -hmm. now my partner at the time didn't like it i was making it for everybody but i was making a separate mac and cheese for them and i get ready to do everything well you know i don't like that and why the fuck are you making that? Mm. And I got so overwhelmed and I'm like, well, fuck it. Mm. I'm just going to wing it. And I made one of the worst mac and cheeses I've ever made. Mm. Everybody liked it. They ate it. I was pissed. Yeah. Um, so I, and it was, whenever I was asked for help, it was always under the condition of, well, can I help you? It was already, I was already done with everything. It was yeah. almost like it was asked. It wasn't real. Exactly. Yeah. So like, and I always go back to these triggering events within the previous relationship of mm -hmm. I'm in the kitchen or I'm trying to help them cook. Hey, Hey, I've got this. So you can go spend time with the kids or God knows whatever else we're trying to do. And I'd kind of get like snapped at for trying to take over and make mm -hmm. them feel like oh, they yeah, were doing yeah. stuff. So yeah. again, just totally different dynamics. Yeah. And again, I mean, it's not even part of being a burden, but now like in our, when we're cooking in a kitchen, 
my brain wants to not wants to do as much as I can do so you can do as little as possible. So I don't burden you with, mm-hmm. hey, I've got this great idea. I'm like this great meal. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, I can't handle all this and I need you to cook some of this. What do you think the risk is or the issue is with with the burden piece? Like what's the like so if you come oh, off as a burden, then what happens? I feel like I overpromise under deliver. I feel is it like failure. I feel like I'm a failure. I feel like I'm a bad person. Mm-hmm. Um, so again today, I realized that I'm like, there's no reason for you not a I wanted you in the kitchen in the first place. I'm always in there with you. Yeah. And but we have fun though. Like we're so singing, we're dancing. dancing. Slow dancing. Yeah, we slow danced today. And oh my god! I gave so her, good. I gave her a core memory. Oh my god! Um, slow dancing in the kitchen. <laughs> it, and it happened organically. It was just hey, it was a random like it was a, a playlist that has thirty five hundred songs, and a song mm. came. I'm like, oh, this is a good song. And I'm gonna sing this to you and slow dance with you, and yeah. just like you know, melt your heart forever. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, but when we were go- <laughs> we were making the food, I realized, hey, I actually, it would actually be beneficial for this entire process if I asked you, hey, can you do all the salad stuff, which you love anyways. Which, yeah, it's kind like, of my role. That's your, that's your rabbit. You my love your rabbit, rabbit food. I do. And I'm like, why don't you do that? And you diced up the tomatoes, you prepare the salads. And then I was just doing not the larger stuff. I was just doing the two entree courses, which mm-hmm. is fine. And I realized there is, again, we've had this conversation a couple times with separate dinners. Mm-hmm. Nothing is actually, I'm not actually being a burden by asking to get you involved, to get you to do more things. What do you think the spin is? So instead of it being like a failure and a added stress and like all these things, what do you think the truth is? What is the truth like when it comes? Like it, really, it really comes down to me asking for help. Yeah. And because again, if I'm asking for help and getting somebody involved, I feel like I'm burdening, burdening them with my problem, my situation, my lack of preparedness right. or whatever it could be. Yeah. Again, I grew up going to Catholic school until mm-hmm. like, fifth grade, mm-hmm. I am sure a lot of that is Catholic shame driven and guilt and all that kind of bullshit. Yeah. Um, so when we have like now I'm in the kitchen, it's almost like this symbiotic cooking relationship now. So we're mm-hmm. busting out 20 condiments. I'm throwing you lettuce and you're catching it. By the way, she doesn't catch anything. <laughs> I have thrown her three things and she's caught them all three times. I don't like sports. <laughs> And don't I don't make me catch shit. And I'm just like, here, here's this, here's this, here's this, you know, a pound of a pound of lettuce head, uh, iceberg lettuce head. You're yeah. just like, oh, I, you caught it. Oh, I've yeah. caught it every single time. Well, I can do it. It just, it's, it's like fucking performance anxiety. Yeah. But I, I think with us having this thing of like, I got this, you got this, and we're always, but we're always communicating now. It's not just me sitting in there not asking for help and then getting like pissed off about the fact that, oh, I clearly need help. I'm too afraid to ask for it because I'm too afraid to get like either chirped at mm-hmm. or say, no, you've got it yourself because I'm clearly busy doing something else. I'm like, then I'm getting mad at myself. Which is really rejection. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh. I don't mean to cut you off. You get mad at yourself. But it sounds it sounds like rejection. Then you get mad at yourself for asking. Is that what yeah, you, mean? you get mad at yourself for even asking. Like, why did I, why did I do on the, why did I do this fucking project? Why right. did I undertake this cooking thing right. if we're going to stick with the kitchen stuff? Right. Only to bite off way more than I could fucking chew or everything's done at once. Yeah. Like today. Hey, I need to finish making these potatoes. Can you take the chicken off the burner, put it in the plate, yeah. and have it soak up the butter right. on the paper towel, but so they don't dry out, but yeah. they also don't like soak up the shit in the plate. But I have to make sure this the potatoes are seasoned the right way. Right. By the way, delicious fucking. So fucking potatoes. good. Thanks, Trader Joe's. I know, right? Oh, I love that place. 
Yes, it's my that's my nirvana. <laughs> but just by, I think it's getting over the fear of being rejected. I am asking for help. Yeah, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. and it's it's really just I've, I've me personally, it's in my head. It is a hundred percent in my head. I am not being a burden asking for help. Yeah. However, I was either. I don't think my parents raised me that way. They always no. were like might be my parents were super comes later. Yeah, my parents are super fucking helpful. Like they would again, they would bend over backwards. That's to, where you got it from. Yeah. To be so nurturing and to be like take charge of things and do things. And I think in that sense of it is because I want to take charge and be kind, I don't want to burden anybody else with that. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a lot to unpack here. Mm-hmm. My mind went in a lot of directions around it. It made me think about Number one, how, like, if you, if so now I'm your partner and I'll say the flip side of it is like in a safe and healthy relationship, I'm very aware of when that's happening. And I say, Hey, it's okay. It's like today when we were on a hike and I called you out on the fact that you apologize. So we're on this epic hike. (laughs) It's so beautiful. And he's geeking out and like totally enamored by the massive amount of wildflowers that are neon fucking yellow and orange on the hillsides. Like, who wouldn't want to see their partner like swept away and captivated by something so beautiful? And so we're like walking up and he's like losing his mind around it. And then he says, oh my God, I'm really sorry. And like for going on and on about this. And I was like. And I didn't even catch it. No. I had no idea I even no. said it. No. But to me, it stood out like in a really terrible way. So I think I just stopped walking. And then I said, no. What did you just say? And I'm like, I don't know. What did I just say? Yeah. <laughs> You fucking apologized for your happiness. You apologized for your joy. You apologized for something that you were like reveling in. Mm -hmm. And this is why like it has to go both ways. So if we're in the kitchen or I guess this is an episode about you, my love. Great. (laughs) I can bring shit later, but um, I've got fucking plenty to bring. But anyway, I can catch those things and and talk to you about it in a way where I'm like very, this is very obvious this is happening, Mm -hmm. but then we can talk through it in a way that, you get where I'm coming from and then you can kind of shift. And over time, I think I've I've, I've been apologizing less. And when I yeah. say apologizing, I'm not screwing up and apologizing. I'm literally apologizing yeah. for existing and being myself. Yes, that's exactly it. You apologize for what you are perceiving as like too much, too loud, etc. So when you do hear for people listening, feeling like a burden, the question would be, what about you feels burdensome and why? And who told you that bullshit? Who told you those lies? A lot of us feel like we're too much. We're not enough. I'm too loud. I'm too passionate. I'm not serious. I'm too serious. Mm -hmm. I'm too much like a, I act like a kid too much and everything else. Which happened all day today and everything about it, I said I loved, right? Yeah. Like we're on the trail and you're acting like a kid and like pretending you like are hiking clothes or a sword. And, 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 and I'm like all about it. And then you blast music and I'm all about it. Because with us, like I revel in those things. I love those things. I love to get to see you and get to know you. And it's such a different dynamic than when you are not compatible, mm-hmm. you know, and then that you can feel that person's rejection of you or like shunning of you. the end of the day that's me me being like i'm it's not me being too loud no it's it's them it's them seeing me as too loud again this is just me this is me yeah and you know over time it turns into oh well i'm not going to listen to my music 
I'm going to like take loud, away all these things. I'm going to put on my headphones, but now. That's so symbolic. And now I'm, well, well, I got, well, that's the thing though. I put on the headphones. Why are you on your headphones? I can't talk to you. Right. Why are you being quiet? I'm like, I just, I need my music. Like I just right. need an hour of music. Yeah. And that even me being, even swerve me swerving around the problem and saying, mm -hmm. Hey, maybe I could try to solve this. So I'm not a burden mm -hmm. caused another fucking problem. Right. So then it just reinforces the fact that you're fucking up. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's all compatibility. Right. It's it's all what's happening between the two of you. But because maybe we don't have examples of better, like as I was listening to you, I was thinking like with a cooking situation, the flip of that is I deserve to have somebody in the kitchen that feels good and that enjoys this as much as I do, or that this feels like you said, symbiotic and, and, and compatible and loving and like, connection mm -hmm. connection it's connection. so i'm gonna toss this sorry thing back to you <laughs> i just because it just hit me okay. and i was totally listening to speak i'm so, so i apologize because i was listening to speak that was actually a thing where i should apologize for i heard you uh -huh. but i was so i'm like i have this idea but see like even, can you remember what you're gonna say oh god yeah okay because even in this moment right now when you just said i'm apologizing for this thing the level of self-awareness that is required for you to even say that to me lets us know how tapped in you are and how much how much work you've probably done and how responsible you are with your feelings, right? It's not just like, oh yeah, sorry. The, I'm not know. flinging shit against the wall. No. I'm very intentional. You're intentional with, as yeah. fuck. That's another thing. And being really intentional. Not a lot of therapy. Same. I could go in a competition. I thought, thought about this. And it's at least a thousand hours over the last two to three years. And you fucking I fucking squash that shit into some years. And you I, just like and hyper. I, and, I, and I realized that it was, you know, that's like, hey, that's an hour of therapy a day. So when you're doing group therapy classes and sessions, there might be multiple classes per day, yeah. plus books you're reading, yeah. plus actual therapy, like in person therapy sessions that might last. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was times where I'm sitting there going, oh, crap. I've done 15 hours of therapeutic shit this week. Mm -hmm. And I've got a lot of journaling and I've got a lot of this and I've got a lot of that. Okay. Circle back around. Take two. Yeah. So today you I'm were getting the finger and everything. I got the You're finger. You're pointing at me. Oh, I'm so, I'm so excited about this. Okay. So again, this is about the kitchen, about today and previous times. So okay. previously in the kitchen, when you were doing oh. salads. Oh, it's you, coming back at me. Oh, you were cutting, you were using a knife on a plate and I just looked at you There's just Yep. just to look at you and you're like let's say it again i was using a knife on a plate that's what he said go ahead okay that's Which, that's what the audience needs listen to hear. we can all judge her uh-huh but we did get a really nice cutting board and it's amazing yeah we're good we're okay good. so but in the process of you doing that i look glanced over just to glance over because you're cutting something i heard the noise i looked over just to see what it was and did you, i freak out you were so defensive like hey i know this ruins the knife and that this does this bother you and by defensive, let's say shut down and panicking. Yeah. Not you, like me. But you're like, I'm really sorry. Does this bother you? I won't do this. And I'm sitting there going, babe, I haven't said a single word to you yet. Yeah. And as long as you're not chopping your fingers off, <laughs> like we're okay. Because I've gotten in trouble in the kitchen a For lot not as well. Using a this is interesting. Like I'm realizing right. how, welcome how to the, welcome. you and I have had so many bad experiences with partners in the kitchen. And I haven't I was always, the other part yet, by the way. What other part? No, you keep on going. Oh, well, I was always doing something wrong. I wasn't chopping things up correctly. You know, like I agonize over your fucking tomatoes. 
Like when I cut your tomatoes, it's like, and, I got to make sure they're the right shape. And all I really said was like, are these tomatoes too big for me? And I'm like, if, you know, I want them a little bit, I like them. I prefer them a little bit smaller. I know. And, and, so <laughs> and again, me not, okay. And me just saying that little preference, like you are there, like, like tedious. I could like I don't like, even cut my own I goddamn can tomatoes. Jokingly, see you getting out like a ruler and making sure <laughs> this do. is the right millimeter. Yeah. And every time you do it, like you know, this perfect, I'm like that's completely fine. Yeah. Like, but I've gotten in so much trouble from really unhealthy partners mm -hmm. by things in the kitchen. You didn't cut that up right. Why did you do that? Why are you like this? But then it would turn into like legit abuse. And so, for me, it's like I don't want to fail you. And I don't want to like do something wrong, mm -hmm. you know? So it, the concept of burden is a little bit different. Mine is like complete stage fright or like paralysis. You freeze up, you you, yeah. you fawn, like yeah. you get stuck there and you're not, there's like, no oh God, fight, sorry, there's no sorry, flight. Yeah. You go right into that. Yeah. And, and then I'm just like paranoid about everything I do. Is it going to be right? Did, and I, like, screw, did I screw and up? It's and a I'm, fucking tomato. And I'm sitting there going like, I'm just, I'm so happy that you're in the kitchen helping me cook a goddamn meal. Mm -hmm. And we're both, and we, I know we're both very protective of how, like, we don't want to hurt each other. And we're very this is key. Yeah. I want to talk about this. How so, and we're we super compassionate about it. Yeah. And I'll, let me circle back because okay. we had these super amazing um, jars of chocolate mousse from Costco and they come in glass jars. So you're like, great. I've got, like, I can, like, it's a little ramekin glass jar thing. And you're like, oh, great. I can use this for anything I want. Mm -hmm. And you used it to put a votive candle that I gave you. Uh -huh. And you're like, hey, look at this. I'm like, oh my God, that's really awesome. And you immediately apologize. Sorry, was this not the use that it was intended for? I'm so sorry you left it here. Was I not supposed to put the candle in And I'm sort of going, did I do something wrong? Yeah, and I'm saying like, it doesn't matter what you, you used it. Like it's the point of using it. Mm -hmm. And that's another story about the gifts that we don't use. Again, that's mm -hmm. another conversation from today. Mm -hmm. But you literally apologized for thinking you were doing something wrong, yes. aka being a burden on, hey, Mike gave me this thing. You're and I didn't do what you wanted me to do. That's usually without even is. knowing what I wanted out of the I first know. place. I just want you I like took the initiative I just to put that fucking to... little candle in there. And then I was like, oh shit, is this not what you wanted? You know what I want? I... And I didn't let's let's keep in mind, I didn't even light it. Eat the goddamn moose. That's all I wanted you to do. <laughs> but it's not even like I lit the candle yeah. and that shit melted. You in just there. show me, you're just like. This is great. And I'm like, that's, that's a perfect fit. That actually works really well. That's awesome. And then like, immediately, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but this is the thing. This is why this works is that we're super protective of one another. So we're really aware when the one person is doing the thing and we just want to protect one another's feelings. So it's like, I see what's going on. I'm going to protect you in this moment and be like, it's okay. You can see a change in your body. Yeah. You're, you're, you're like, right now your eyes are super glassy and mm -hmm. they got really glassy when you were talking about the previous partners and how you're chopping up stuff and how you got all oh, that. Like you got, well, yeah, like you could see like your eyes totally shift and they got super glassy. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure you're actually in, like, I put pause on the people that are listening. Oh, no, say, I'm fine. But no, no, are you like, you're okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. I don't feel off. Okay. But I mean, you've said that before, like my eyes get glassy when mm -hmm. I talk about things. When Maybe I, you're I, just, I, like, I, I think when you're either not, I don't think you're reliving it, but you're just observing it again and kind of just seeing it. I think yeah. your eyes get glassy mm -hmm. and I think I'm like, okay, is she about to cry mm -hmm. or is there something else? I'm going to make sure she's good. And here's a check-in. This is how we do this, by the way, yeah. to you people, to everyone listening is like <laughs> you people, you, be, you people, what do you, what do you mean? You people. Oh. Okay, we can talk about Tropic Thunder and it being like a, a gloriously hilarious comedy movie. Okay. Um, 
but the, again, like that's just kind of an example of how, when we're in the middle of something, we will dead stop each other and mm -hmm. check and say, Hey, I've noticed something with your breathing, your body, your body language, your eyes look different. Um, are you, are you, okay? are you good? Are you okay? And that's another thing too, with previous partners, I was asked what's wrong with you. Mm. And we had that, like, that was a boundary I set with you pretty early. like early because you never asked that you said what was wrong. And then I said, Hey, I'm all good. Um, in the beginning, when I would ask if you were okay, you were really standoffish about it. I remember it was that. very defensive because of yeah. those reasons, because everything would lead. Are you okay? Yes, I'm okay. And like, see, the way you just said it, that's how you would say it to like, me. Like, it's like, exactly. I need you to believe me when I say I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Again, that's another whole thing that we talked about too. Your whole energy and it was, are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. Are you sure? Fuck. Yes, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And then why are you all defensive? What's wrong with you? Fuck me, man. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, I'm really good. Mm -hmm. Now you're bothering the shit out of me because mm -hmm. I'm, you're not believing me when I say I'm By good. the way, this is not with me. This we is, no, it's not with experience. her. No, but so when she asked me, hey, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm most of the time I'm good because hey, I don't want to be a burden on there too. Like, oh, trust me, I'm good. And you're like, okay, you're clearly not good. Mm -hmm. You are fucking agitated. <laughs> you're not pissed at me. Yeah. Your your energy is just like you're through the roof. Like you yeah. are ready to just like snap on something. Mm. So then, okay, and then I and I would say, okay, you can ask me all you want. Ask me if I'm okay, how I'm doing, um, what's going on with me, but please do not ask me what's wrong with me. Yeah. Like, because again, that shaming me, mm -hmm. I, I, and that's exactly how was my therapist taught me about this was me being asked constantly, what's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. My feelings aren't validated. Mm -hmm. I'm being shamed just for existing, for having these feelings. Mm -hmm. And there's zero compassion or need to protect that. Well, and, and when you ask in those ways, you actually don't give a shit. Like when I ask you, hey, are you okay? Do you need something? Can I support you in some way? Perfectly fantastic. Do you want me to leave you alone? Like, but I'm asking with a genuine love, Correct. a little bit of like apprehension because I don't want to make things worse. Yes. But it's genuine. You care. come in and hey, Mike is Mike's had a shitty day from work. Whatever it happened, I walk in the door, you clearly sense something's off. And the first thing on your mouth is, What's wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, no. And I'd be like, hi, baby, you okay? Do you want me to rub your shoulders? And, and me, you're looking like you're having a day. And me not want to be a burden would be like, no, you don't have to. Once you sit down, I'll go take care of dinner. That's exactly, point, that's the exact But at this point, I think you would look at me like you have done recently and been like, um, yeah, yeah, actually. I've learned quick with you on that. Yeah. Um, so today, my shin, I have shin splints. Yeah. I, I did 420 <laughs> miles, 424 miles in 100 days of hiking. Mm -hmm. And not, and. You were fine. You were killing Zero it. Zero shin splints. Yeah. The only thing that was wrong was like, you know, hip and sore butt and sore legs just be normal. But shin splints for some reason today. Yeah. With like six, seven, six, seven miles. And I'm sitting there going, I need to sit down. Mm -hmm. Again, I wouldn't have done that in the past. First of all, I wouldn't have even taken the time to take care of myself. I didn't yeah. want to, I wouldn't want to be a burden for myself. Yeah. Oh, there's such a such self-abandonment. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot. There was a lot of that. Yeah. And just before we were recording, you're like, hey, can I rub your shins? And I think I said, no, I'm okay. Then I stopped myself and realized, yes, actually, can you do that? Mm -hmm. And they still hurt. I took drugs. I couldn't find the drugs in your cabinet, by the way. So I was helpless in the damn kitchen again. <laughs> <laughs> and then as soon as you got up to help me, because you're like, oh, babe. Then you found then it. Then I found it. Uh -huh. But it, it's everything is everything is my natural instinct is to say no. It was. And it's changing, changing in the last couple of weeks with us because 
there are plenty of examples and opportunities or opportunities for me to like let you in and realize you're not going to ask me what's wrong with me. You're not going to make me feel like I'm a burden, even when I'm not. Yeah. Um, I'm going to help and, you feel safe. And I think by me taking like me amending those boundaries in the first place, I think they weren't even boundaries. I think they're just fucking walls. Yeah. Um, and you being actually being safe and compassionate and realize I'm genuinely caring about my well being mm -hmm. was, oh, She's not asking because she has to. Mm -hmm. Asking if she actually wants to. Right. Huge difference. My intention is very different. Again, and then I think that lowers me. Uh, it prevents me from actually saying, okay, well, I'm not being a burden by, by actually asking you, hey, I've got this. Can you do this mm -hmm. for me? My legs hurt. Can you rub my shins? Mm -hmm. I would have never said that a year ago. I never would have said that for the last. Your whole adult life. Whole adult life. Yeah. Ever. Exactly. I mean, and that's ever. so profound, right? Yeah. Like when in my life would I ever have asked for help? Not really until the last very recent part yeah. of your life. And what can I ask? Like, what helps you feel like you can ask? What has changed in your mind or you, in your well, beliefs? You don't hold it against me. Yeah. You don't, you don't keep score. We talked about this today was keeping score. Yeah. When like we're giving to people, mm-hmm. Um, we're giving from ourselves, our energy, our capacity, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And in the case where I'm on the couch, I'm like, babe, my shins are killing me. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Can you rub them? Mm -hmm. You don't sigh. You don't, oh you don't gosh, do that. No. Oh, again, none of it is based in shame and rejection or throwing it back on me. Well, oh, hey, well, you know, I rubbed your back yesterday oh my gosh. and I don't want to rub your back. I don't want to rub your legs today. This is not love. What you're describing is not love. <laughs> and I'm so, Jeez. I guess, used to that. Yeah. Which sounds really like. It's what you. It's fucking sounds really fucking sad. Um, now that I say that out loud. Yeah. And again, it all goes back to compatibility, though. Mm -hmm. Like for the right person, for the most compatible person for you, mm -hmm. we're gonna have something like we have in front of ourselves, mm -hmm. where you might have a day. I've got a really bad headache mm -hmm. or can you like just shut off all the lights? Don't play music and be quiet and give me an hour. Mm -hmm. Babe, take three hours mm -hmm. type of deal. Or I'm just going to rub, I'm going to give you a scalp massage or you're going to rub my feet. I think I even asked you like, Hey, if your feet are, I'll totally rub your feet. Even yeah. though we have a no, we have a no foot policy, no, no touching below the ankles policy. So to sum things up, I think everything borders on like, just it's coming back around to being safe and being compassionate, being caring, yeah. or being compatible. Like, yes. again, I think compatibility is actually like this, like solves everything always. here. And it always come, you can keep coming back to these things and healing them inside of a relationship like this, mm -hmm. because this is the way it's meant to be. Yeah. This is what it is to be in like love. And you don't know until you actually have it. No. And so one thing is you don't know until you have it. But number two is you can decide ahead of time that you get to have this and not deal with a bunch of crazy bullshit. So with all of that said now, we haven't even touched boundaries. Mm -mm. What else? What it is to give. I think that's a whole I, I think I think we this is like part two. part two, then part like yeah. part one and then part two. Yeah. Um so let's kind of you can put your doctor hat on mm -hmm. and that shit never comes off. Let's get yeah. real people. Let's get deep. <laughs> I always call you all people. I love you. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's just like our lingo for this. I had somebody say gorgeous humans whenever, mm. um, whenever she'd address her. Hello. Hi, beautiful soul. She would say hello, gorgeous humans. And I'm like, you 
damn straight I'm yeah. gorgeous. Like, I felt good about that. So, yeah, we'll have to come up with, like. Yeah, what do you guys want to be called? I mean, I call my kids gremlins and minions and. Yeah, I wouldn't go with that. No, we can't call anybody gremlins. And I just say friends because um, we're our friends. But I want to spin this at you. Just curious how this resonates for you, if you relate to this. Is it possible in your relationship? Two questions. Is it possible in your current relationship for this to be approachable, for this to be fucking actually worked out? Let me get fired up. The other question, what was it? Mm. If you're in a relationship or not in a relationship, can you decide that this does get to be a thing for you? Like, even if we haven't experienced something before, we can recognize if it doesn't feel good and decide, I want better for myself. And you can do that inside of your multiple year or decades relationship or while you're single or whatever. But on like, very realistically, is this a safe and approachable and healing thing I can do with my current partner and not need to go to five years of therapy to figure the fuck out? Because as Mike and I will say, leave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're asking yourself the question. The you should just go. Out. Yeah. Just yeah. Go. Uh, but also, I'm always going to advocate for you to get what you want. And as we've already probably addressed, or I don't know, I talk about all the fucking time. Like I choose things ahead of time. If I recognize something in my life doesn't feel good or I'm not feeling happy about something, or in this case, you know, with this like concept of feeling like a burden or whatever, I would just like, I, okay, I recognize that I feel these ways, but I also get to decide that I have better and that gets to happen for me. I don't have to figure out how, but having been treated so poorly so many fucking times and maybe vice versa with you, you get to a point where you're like, nah, look, I don't know how good it can get, but I decide it gets to be really good for me. And I don't deserve to be in a relationship where I feel like a burden. So I'll work on my shit that gets triggered, of course. But you can't do that if your person isn't able to meet you there. And how many times for me have I been in a relationship where I'm like heavily, actively working on things day in and day out. But like in my relationship, we're not able to come together and do anything about it. So I'm trying to work on my shit. But then when you get into the relationship, it doesn't go anywhere. You still, well, you go right back to where you were because that person immediately hasn't. They're, they haven't changed. You're like high as a kite. Like I, I remember a vivid example. It's like I'm walking out of my home office, having just meditated on my cushion, read for two hours. I'm feeling good. I know myself. Yo, why'd you fucking cut the tomatoes the wrong way? <laughs> right. And then in like two minutes, I move from flying high to crying, yeah. angry, dissociated. You're done. And that is the relationship dynamic because that's never like that never happens with you and I. We just talk shit out. And that's the difference. So those are my thoughts about that. I always want to come in and like make it about you and help you have what you want. Not, it's really and, good to get it. And not to feel about. like you're a burden, but it, it, being able to actually progress through that. To yes. not feel as much of a burden. And to ask for what you want and need, which is like what your partner's there I mean, for. I mean, if you think about it, that's kind of a basic life skill, right? Like asking for things. Hey, yeah. I would like this. Yeah. I would like that. This is my boundary. I'm setting this. I ask for help. And if you're feeling like you're a burden, chances are it's you're probably not at all. It's, chances are you're probably like. You're super fucking traumatized. Yes. And you're super, you're, you're self-abandoning any of your basic yep. bare minimum needs. Yep. To just to what to be like accepted to not get rejected to, to maintain to, a dynamic to, that doesn't to, love yeah I was gonna say to placate somebody that doesn't like I don't know it's yeah it, it sounds it sounds 
like looking at it now, you're sitting. I will like I will personally state that the fact that I can look back now and say, okay, you know what, we weren't compatible. I get it. Yeah. But processing all of these things now, it's a lot. It's a lot, and I get. I, and we've talked about it. How I'll get like I'll get mad at myself, not like pissed. I just get mad. Like wow, I didn't see that. My body didn't recognize it. I didn't yeah. understand my body was giving me signs. Yep. Of hey, uh, red flag, red flag, and I'm like, oh well, hey, maybe I'm just not working right today. My brain. You internalize off. it. It's yeah. me. It's me. It's clearly me. It's always gonna be. Yeah. Why? Yeah. And that's again, there's just so much built into that that I'm tearing down. Mm-hmm. But you're gonna love this analogy from the ruins of all these relationships and old versions of myself. Mm-hmm. We get to create something special with that, though. Oh yeah. Because as the, it's that fertile soil. Yeah. So it was, I mean, here's that thing. Like after a wildfire, you know, there's that, all that extra nitrogens in the, in the soil and the, every, the, the, the grasslands are amazing. Phoenix shit Right. Too. Oh yeah. Yes. And so like, that's why all these, these places in like in sub-Saharan Africa, while we have millions of wildebeest because there's volcanic ash that lays down and all that, just adding that destructive force is also the creative force at the same time. So you mm-hmm. talk about your Phoenix mm-hmm. and everything else. Mm-hmm. I also see that as we can use this destructive purpose to actually create bigger, badder, badder things. Yeah. And in order for in order for those things to be created, you have to destroy. I was gonna say deconstruct. I was gonna say unbuild because I could. I, I speak. <laughs> awesome. I me Mike me speak good. But you have to deconstruct. Let's unbuild it. You have to, Is that you have what to, this episode's called? Uh, unbuilding you, your burden. Yeah. Ooh. There we Ooh. go. There we go. I'm building yeah. burdens. Like if you're de- the legend of unbuilding it's like burdens. You like your deconstructed lasagna <laughs> and your deconstructed, you know, Sandwich. sandwiches. You can deconstruct these traumas piece by piece so they're not overwhelming mm-hmm. and you can address them one at a time. So, A, while you're not feeling like a burden, mm-hmm. you really aren't being a burden because, hey, here's everything I'm going to trauma dump on you and mm-hmm. actually be a burden. Yeah. Or we can address these one at a time as they come up. Yes. And we're they, doing it in real time. And then they come up less and less and less mm-hmm. frequently mm-hmm. because they've been addressed. I realized I can ask for help in the kitchen. Yeah. Or I can take over in the kitchen mm-hmm. and say, hey, babe, you know, I got this. Go relax. Mm-hmm. And, and then I'll feel like a burden. I'm just <laughs> and then I'm just passing, I'm just passing that to the you. The burden baton. Yeah, I'm, oh my God. Here, Kaylin, you can feel but like then, a But then you say, you know what? If you're going to do that, I'm going to handle what you were doing or I'm going to make the drinks. I'm going to set the table. Yeah. And so you don't have to worry about that. Like there's always this healthy give and take. Mm-hmm. And that's when the burden goes away. Mm-hmm. Because again, it's all coming from safety. It's all coming from com- compassion mm-hmm. and how we built, excuse me, how we've created our foundation of our relationship is literally safety, compassion, and fun. And presence. Yeah. I'm so present. And I don't think, and I don't think back, I don't replay a lot of stuff with us. I don't uh, get lost in the fantasy and the anxiety that can lie in the future. Mm. Like I know later on, we got a whole bunch of cool crap to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about any of it. I'm not worried about the minutia. I'm not worried about any details. I know I'm going to see you. We're going to do this. I don't care what time I'm picking you up. I don't care what time I'm going to be over. Mm-hmm. I'm not concerned with that. Mm-hmm. Like the only thing is I'm going to be with you from Friday at like 10 a.m. <laughs> through Sunday morning mm-hmm. and then all day Monday mm-hmm. and then Tuesday night and then t- Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm. And like, it's 
that's all I'm, that's all I'm concerned about. Like I'm not, I'm not, but I'm not lost in the whole anxiety that the future can give you. Mm. Or I can look back and say, Oh man, I really screwed up here. Or I did this really dumb thing. Mm. And I catch myself when I do that Mm. say, Oh yeah, I was thinking about this the other day. And was it a, B and C? And you're like, no, it wasn't even remotely close to that. You're the way I call it is my bastard brain. Like Mm -hmm. your bastard brain saying something really off to you because Mm. I saw that as compassionate and kind and caring and it all, and again, and you're blaming yourself. You're not, you're, yeah, you're not being a burden. Mm-hmm. You're not apologizing for this because mm-hmm. I, I'm not accepting an apology for nothing for you being yourself, which is, which you, is what you I flat out refuse that today. You're like, yeah. no, you're not, you're not, why are you apologizing for that? Right. And we talk through it. We both realize we talked through, like, isn't that great that we can talk through this stuff in I real love time? It. Yes. And While then, we're hiking. And then again, it just, and, but it turns into other things. We start talking about trauma. We start talking about work mm-hmm. or, building an empire of what we want to do with mm-hmm. conferences and podcasts and books and everything else. Mm-hmm. But it all comes from the fact is that I can say, I'm really excited. And then I'm really sorry. I'm really excited. No, you're not allowed to be. And instead of me going, Oh crap, I'm being a burden. I'm going to have the basket brain. We talked mm-hmm. through it for three or four minutes and then it was done move on. and it was handled. That's another was, thing you can move on quick. Yeah. I'm not hung up on it. I'm nope. not hung up on anything We're anymore not, because I'm, move on I don't feel like I'm being a burden. I feel like my feelings are validated. Mm-hmm. And if they're, even if they're wrong, like I'm sorry, I'm being me. Well, no, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You're just being you. There's no reason to apologize. And I'm really wrong. We're just obviously saying the black mean. and white here. Yeah. And I love that you're really excited about the wild a, a oh. literally an entire mountainside and valley full of fucking wildflowers. How yes. are you not excited about that? Yeah. Like, and I love and, and again, you can, like it's it's so incredibly safe that I don't worry about being a burden. Mm. And the things that I'm dealing with are just like the last vestiges of those like triggered those really specific triggering scenarios Mm -hmm. but the cool thing is with this too and this ties into the trauma piece it's so important i think for us to remember is that in dynamics like this and scenarios like this that are safe whether it's with a therapist or your partner or uh, just a certain scenario you heal trauma in real time so you don't have to go back to all those things and try to resolve them because you can't but you heal trauma in real time by working through them in these ways. Yeah. And so you're like the things that you and I are doing together. And like, there's been a whole fucking boatload of shit for me. Holy fuck of things I've been confronting and having to process, but you're healing all this old shit in real time, but it actually then just resolves. Yeah, it's you, complete. You've recreated, you've created new neural pathways. Yeah. Your, your brain no longer Paradigm's goes different. down the trauma pathway. Yep. It goes down this new pathway pathway because, Hey, this person's, fucking nice to me yeah. <laughs> like it's what it, a novel concept this, this person went and got me salted dark chocolate because i was having a really bad hormonal day and they brought me chocolate i can't imagine who you're talking about right no now. idea <laughs> and it just but it's those small things where where everything is just safe and yeah. it doesn't there's no there's no devil in the details anymore Whatever trauma comes up, it gets handled in in real time in a safe place. And we bond so much more deeply around it. And I walk out of there knowing I'm loved and appreciated that we have overcome something. It's not overcoming, but let's use the word. We're overcoming something. But like you said, we're building a stronger bond because of that. So even if it's something I did or didn't do or something that you did or didn't do Mm -hmm. or if it's an old trauma 
or something new that actually happens saying, Hey, like, I feel uncomfortable in this moment. Like you're like, I'm expressing my boundary. You didn't know it was there, mm -hmm. but I'm expressing my boundary. So we need to dial it back. Mm -hmm. We can sit there, have a conversation and then work through it. And at the end of it, holding hands, we're close. We're actually closer because mm -hmm. we had a little bit of a conflict. Always. And so, it's such that's something I would have run and avoided from, avoided from because again, it all goes back to, I don't want to be a burden because mm -hmm. a burden is going to cause a conflict. A conflict is called this. And a conflict a, never resolves. And it's never going to be resolved because, yep. I'm, because I'm afraid. And if yep. I speak my mind and even give anything that is like, if I, if I abandon myself more, mm -hmm. I'm never going to feel that fear mm -hmm. because I'm not going to get yelled at or yeah. I'm, we're not going to have this conflict. And it's just this terrible cycle of abuse. Yeah, I guess. Just so. fucking name it. Yeah. So um I'm sitting here at a table with these amazing carnations. Yes. And we just had dinner. Mm -hmm. And again, the candles on. Yeah. This is like the perfect mood light. It's a vibe. We for, oh, you know what? We do need to take the picture. And I left the tripod that you borrow that I borrowed from you at uh -huh. my place because I'm going hiking tomorrow. We'll take one soon. We'll take one later. But anyhow, we gotta we have to show you all. Our a really super awesome, like we can vibey. like set up a video with the phone while we're talking. It's a good vibey setup, and that could be a real. But video. it's like just realize, like everything done, like you could deal with anything. You could throw some really terrible shit at me, but we're doing it in a safe environment mm -hmm. that's compassionate mm -hmm. and it's kind. Realizing that a we're not trying to be a burden on each other. Both of us realizing at the same time and doing it out of from that lens of compassion that. Okay, cool. Bring it on. Mm -hmm. Like, is there something that we actually need to deal with? No. Okay, cool. Well, it's going to come up. You're going to cut something one day. Or I'm going to say, hey, babe, you're out of chip clips. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I never run out of chip clips. You know, there's way too many chips in the house. And you <laughs> because know, you buy all the because I chips. Because I buy all the snacks. Damn because, it. you know, and then I, and I'm like. And I love you for it. And I'm, and I, yeah, and I'm like loving all these chips. But at the same time, I have to like hold myself back because I want to eat all the sour cream and onion stuff. <laughs> and your Twizzlers are here too, but I'm really sorry I'm out of chip clips. Like, why are you apologizing for that? I'm the one that's bringing all the shit into, the, into your place. Um, I'm a snacker and she's not. And that's well, a, well let's, let's be clear. I can snack like a motherfucker. That's why they ain't no snacks in this house. Because I snack like I'm a 14-year-old kid that's been given $100 But you $100 can do bill. like little bites. You can do a couple Twizzlers and like call it a day. Yeah. Like if you put a bag of Twizzlers in front of me and leave me alone, it's going to be a dark moment. Oh, I'm not going to work the next day. It's like it's a downward spiral. Twizzlers are so good. It's a mess. You know what I was thinking as like, you know, I saw me like fall in love with you as you were talking. Did you watch my face? Yeah, yeah. I did. I had a face change. Um, I guess like the ending piece around this is about us, not our fabulous people out there, but we're just really connected. And as you listen, like, as I listen to this and as we go back and forth, like we're so connected. It's like the blessing of a lifetime, all lifetimes. Like we've been maintaining, now you're doing it. <laughs> we've been maintaining eye contact like this whole time. Mm -hmm. And you weren't even ready to date at the moment. Oh my God. <laughs> but now you can see why. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I just like fell in love with you a lot more. End scene. Let's and, get out of here. And you're welcome. Oh my goodness. So I mean, I would say that you presented this, this question earlier, so but good. like, what do you, what do you all, what resonated with you all yeah. about being a burden? Yeah. We haven't even talked about boundaries and giving. That's part will. two of this. We got, we have to get into that. Especially because, giving. Holy shit. Ugh. Recovering people pleaser over here. Yeah. We're gonna have fun. We're, 
I feel like I'm getting therapy every time we do a podcast. That's our relationship. <laughs> I'm talking to my doctor, which I'm so fucking like, again, you have to just lead off. I'm a doctor. Oh, I'm a doctor. Doctor. doctor I'm a doctor. Time. So fucking proud I'm a magician, really, so though. Cool. Yeah. But what resonated with everybody? Like, what times do you feel like you're a burden? And then at the same time, can you step away and observe the fact that you're most likely 99.99% of the time, not an actual burden? whatsoever. And if you have a specific scenario that's nagging you, if you go to my website, I do have drkaylinohara.com, except my website is built on kaylinohara.com, but obviously I bought the fucking domain. Come on now. So go to kaylinohara.com because I built it years ago and slash deep AF. It's also in our um, podcast notes. But if you go there, there's a little place to leave us a message and you can let us know what resonated with you or if you have a particular scenario and maybe he and I can hash it out for you because I feel like we've got some wisdom. At the same time, we probably dealt with something similar in the first place. No kidding. Um, with, with, with as much trauma as we both experienced, um, I'm sure along the way, something has We've happened to one that. of us that we have been in your, your shoes. Or I've treated 30 people just like it in the work that I do. So... We're here for it. Yeah. Anything else? No, I'm all good. I, I just ran out of water and <laughs> I I'm going to drink another gallon of water today. Maybe that's why I have shin splints. Maybe you're dehydrated. I could be. We do live in Arizona. Did you not drink while you were in Sedona? Maybe. Okay. I drink a lot of coffee. Oh. He was in Sedona for the weekend. And I don't and I don't drink coffee ever. And Tweaking I, out on coffee, I, dehydrating yourself. I had a lot of coffee. And then you did a seven mile hike today. Yeah. You're fucking dehydrated. Or your body is, your legs are. I almost I almost said sorry. <laughs> I almost apologized. You I'm almost like, sorry. said sorry. <laughs> oh, caught in real time. Oh. Sorry I dehydrated myself. Sorry. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's it, friends. We good? I think we're good. I think we're, we're, we're more than good. We're, we're good. Baby, we're great. We're good. We're going to go have some fun. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> See you later.